Welcome to the Howie Silbiger Show on the True Talk Radio Network. Get in on the conversation. Call 1-877-669-1292. And I'm Howie Silbiger. Welcome to the Howie Silbiger Show Right here on the True Talk Radio Network. So pleased to be here with you. It's been a few weeks since we've been on. I'm glad to be back. And I'm happy that you've decided to join me on this uh, on this great, great occasion of me being back here on the air with the Howie Silberger Show. It is, uh, it is uh, absolutely um, mind-boggling to me that the Jewish community jumps in continuously jumps in to um to discuss uh and get upset about anti-jewish remarks made by celebrities it's mind-boggling to me that people fall for this time and time again and spend hundreds of hours discussing uh, the virtues of what the celebrity said, the, uh, the, the ramifications, condemning the celebrity, getting companies to, to, to uh, drop, their, drop their sponsorship of celebrities, uh, getting, uh, getting, uh, getting people to boycott things. It's just mind-boggling to me how much effort goes into uh, such a futile thing. Now, why am I saying it's futile? Uh, we should be outraged when people make anti-Jewish remarks in public. Of course we should. Uh, nobody should be spewing anti-Jewism in public. Nobody should be screaming about Jew hatred uh, on national platforms. That shouldn't be happening. But it does happen. It's been happening for centuries. So why are we upset about it? Why does it still bother people that Jews are, are being attacked in public. It, it, it makes very little sense to me, really. Uh, we should be used to it. Not that we should be accepting it, but we should be used to it. And screaming about it is not going to change it. Uh, I, saw all the, um, I saw all the regular, uh, you know, we're paid to be outraged groups uh, being outraged by Kanye West this week. Uh, Kanye West made a statement on Twitter saying that it's time to go DEFCON 3 on the Jews and that the Jews uh, control the media and control the world. And therefore, he's upset that the Jews control the world. This man was a billionaire. And somehow he was upset that that Jews who aren't billionaires are controlling the world. This 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 is the logic that this man was using. And this is what uh, this is what people get upset about. Kanye West is known to be a. Uh, not only a provocateur, that, that's, that's for sure, he's been provoking for years, but he's also known to be, um, to be slightly off mentally. So to take Kanye West at face value doesn't make very much sense to me. It, it, seems, it seems stupid. But the people have spoken, and the organizations that get paid to be outraged were outraged, and... On cue, they all came out calling him an anti-Semite, anti-Jewite, a Jew hater, screaming that his Jew hatred has 
has emboldened white supremacists, even though he's black. His Jew hatred has emboldened, emboldened white supremacists. And one picture, one picture, 350 million people living in the United States of America, 50 states, and one picture of six people standing on an overpass holding up an anti-Jewish sign was enough to throw the entire world Jewry into a frenzy. Everybody was upset. Everybody was angry. Kanye must go. This was a hero, by the way. He, everyone loved Kanye West. His Yeezys are, the, are easily the best-selling shoe out there. But everybody must go. You must get rid of Kanye West. Wipe him out. Forget about him. Destroy his career. Destroy him as a person because he said something you didn't like on Twitter. Cancel him. That's what we got to do. Cancel him. And that's what they did. So, a man who was complaining that the Jews controlled everything and the Jews controlled the world and controlled the entertainment industry uh, lost his contract with Adidas for his, uh, for, for his shoes. Adidas, by the way, has a very anti-Jewish history. They were Nazi supporters, but we won't go there. Lost his contract for Adidas and lost his status as a billionaire because Jews were upset that he said the Jews control the world. So his entire world fell apart. His entire world fell apart because he said Jews control the world and then Jews went and proved that they do by having him canceled. That seemed counterproductive to me. It seemed kind of dumb. On the uh, you know, when you think about when you think about uh, imagery, and if you want to uh, prove that that Jews are not uh, are not people who control the world, I think it's kind of kind of idiotic for Jews to cause a man to lose his livelihood just to prove him wrong. It seems uh, seems weird. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. One eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two is the number to call. That's one eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. We're broadcasting live tonight. Now uh, there might be a I, I, there might be a technical issue. It seems that there might be a technical issue with the uh, streaming. I'm hoping that this is streaming everywhere. Should be streaming on uh, on all social media. It, it may or may not be, but if it's not, I mean, you know, you can always listen to it on the True Talk Radio app. That's why the app is there, and the show airs on the app. Every single uh, every single episode airs on the app. So if you can't catch it on social media for whatever reason, you can always catch it on the True Talk Radio app. One eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two is the number to call. That's one eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. You could be you could get in on the conversation right here on the Howie Silberger Show, on the True Talk Radio Network. So um. So Kanye West is uh, has 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 got himself into a little bit of trouble, and um, he's lost his uh, he's lost his his sponsorship. Adidas is no longer sponsoring him, and so after all that happened, Kanye West came up with a defense because it's always it's always important to defend yourself when things like this happen. So Kanye West came up with a defense, and this was his defense. Let me play it for you, because uh, there's no better way to get this uh, done than to hear it from the horse's mouth. 
Here is Kanye West's defense on his um, uh, on a podcast he was doing. His defense of saying that Jews control the world and Jews have destroyed him. Here's here's what he had to say about that. That's what's happening. By the way, we can't be mad at him, and you can't call me anti-Semitic for calling out. You can't call me anti-Semitic for saying I'm going DEFCON 3. I think what you said though, say is that that, though. That says pretty anti-Semitic, except for the fact that I am Jew. And you also, said you can't be mad at them because you want to do the same. You know, I, you know what? That's, I, that's an important I, thing I to say. I can't be, but I am because I'm jealous because I'm a human being. And you want the same and, for... And I'm a competitor. I want my people to rise up like the Jewish people. I'm a competitor. I feel that if I am not the leader, I'm one of the strongest, most vocal leaders. And I feel Lauren is the leader. I feel like there's multiple people that are leaders in this community, right? And I'm jealous of the Jewish community. I'm jealous of how the fact that they do not abort their people. I'm jealous of how the fact so they not say on. that as I'm opposed I'm to saying it right now. It's coming now. Let me say it, bro. It's coming now. It's coming now. Let me say it. You have to get to it. I'm jealous. I'm jealous of the fact of how they don't abort their babies. I'm jealous of the fact of how they stay with their wives. I'm jealous of the fact of how they do business together. I'm jealous of the fact of how they read their contracts and understand their contracts. I'm jealous of the fact. I'm jealous of the way uh, Jewish people do business. And I'm jealous, not just for me, but for our entire culture. And I believe that once we rise up, that we will have a position to be able to serve God because it's not about taking over the world. God runs the world. We need to be in service to God and we all need to be in service to God. So I'm jealous. And you know what? Because when I would speak on the, the Khaled and Drake record, why I speak on that? Out of jealousy. When I was speaking on Drake, why I speak on that? Out of jealousy. While I'm speaking on the Jewish culture, why I'm speaking on that? Out of jealousy. I'm jealous of the Jewish culture. Kanye West, billionaire Kanye West is jealous of the Jewish culture. He's jealous. Why are you starting with the man? He's jealous. That's why you have to go DEFCON 3 on Jews. Because Kanye West is jealous of the Jewish community. He feels that Jews are, um, uh, are I don't know, Jews are the, uh, are the controls of the world. He's jealous of Jews being controls of the world. He's not anti-Jewish, not at all. He's jealous. He's jealous of the Jews. So the, the organizations that are paid to, uh, to be outraged by this ridiculousness, and it really is, it really is ridiculous when we, um, when we think about it. It's 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 ridiculous to be outraged by a man like Kanye West. Uh, I know I know he has thirty five million followers on social media. That's fine. Do you think for a second? And and let's be honest. Do you think for a second that anything that Kanye West says or any celebrity says is actually going to convince somebody else to be anti Jewish? Do you think that that's going to happen? That that he's that influential that he's going to convince other people to to hate Jews? Uh, I I don't I don't think so. I don't think that's the case. I think most people believe that he is a nutcase, uh, and I, I think I think most people have believed he's a nutcase for a long time. So I, I'm I'm not so sure that outrage is the appropriate is the appropriate um, uh, 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 reaction to this. Now now I had another friend on 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 uh, on Facebook who who blamed Kanye West's speech and the Nazis. Who blamed him 
on, uh, on the Nazis that showed up, the six guys that showed up on a bridge, and the 350 million people in the United States, six guys showed up on a bridge. It's the only, it's the only picture they're using. They, the Nazis saluted, and they said, "Yay, Kanye! Kanye's right about the Jews." Six guys out of 350 million people got out there and uh, and stood up and and and, and stood uh, stood with Kanye. Yay! And the guy blamed it on Donald Trump, and that made me laugh even more. Because uh, you know any excuse, really, any excuse, people are people are. Uh, I I don't know, I, I don't know. In today's world, it has gotten to a point where, where any excuse you could use to push a narrative, to push a, to push a political point of view, people just kind of jump on it. So so if you could conflate an issue any in any way, and co- you know comparing Kanye West to Donald Trump. It's conflating the issue or, or, or blaming the Kanye West thing to uh, to on, on Donald Trump. It's conflating the issue. So if you can conflate the issue in any way, then grab that opportunity on social media because hey, there's no better way to express yourself than outrage, and that's 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 the way that's what social media is there for. It's to, it's there so you can be outraged. So so feel free to you know just blame blame somebody's remarks on somebody else. Why not? <laughs> This world has become so ridiculous. It's hard, and and I'll be honest. I almost find it almost demotivating to to get on and talk about this stuff, because it's hard for me to believe that in 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 the course of my lifetime, and I'm not that old, but in the course of my lifetime, we have gone from rational political debate. We have gone from talking about the issues and discussing them on a rational level to outrage and and canceling and, and and this kind of craziness. You know how many letters I get to True Talk Radio asking to cancel this show? Uh, why? Why would you want to cancel it? Why would you want to cancel anybody? Why would you do that? Because you don't like something I say or something somebody else says? Well, you have an option. You don't have to listen to the show. That, that has always been the option. I said this years ago in uh, in 2003 or so, maybe 2002, 2003. Uh, I actually wrote a, a long editorial piece in a newspaper defending Dr. Schlesinger, Dr. Lori Schlesinger, defending her after she said that being homosexual is a biological error. Now, now the gay community went nuts and they, uh, the gay lobby, I'm not going to say the gay community, the gay lobby went nuts and they lobbied CBS to cancel her TV show, and then eventually she left. She left uh, terrestrial radio, went onto satellite radio because she just didn't want to deal with it. But, but the uh, the idea was that uh, she she made she made uh, she made a statement of something she believed. Okay, so what? So what? She's a paid opinion host. She expressed an opinion. If you dislike her opinion, you have an option. You could not listen to her. You could turn off your radio and and then definitely not listen to her and vote that way. You you know, the more people that turn off the radio, by the way, the less advertising radio stations get. And if they do if your show's not generating the revenue that the radio station needs your show to generate, you're generally removed from the station. Uh, that's usually the way it works. It doesn't always work that way. But uh, but it works that way on major on major networks. So if you're if you're not generating income you're you're not going to be on the station. If you're not bringing the numbers, nobody's listening to you. You're off the air pretty quick. 
So if you if they wanted to get Dr. Lur off the air pretty quick, all they had to do was not listen to her show. But what tends to happen, and, and this is the honest truth, is that when you disagree with somebody, you tend to listen to the show even more. You tend to turn it on because you want to hear what the next thing that person's going to say. It was outrageous, but I had to hear the next thing he had to say. Oh, that was outrageous too. Then I had to hear the next thing. Oh, what else could he say that's more outrageous than what he just said? And that's what tends to happen. And so the more we, we, we go on and the more the longer things go on, the more people listen to the show and the more revenue the show generates. Um, not, not this show in particular, but I'm talking about radio in general. That's, that's the way entertainment works. The more listeners, the more money. Uh, it's a simple formula. So I don't care what Kanye West thinks of the Jews. Honestly, couldn't care less. I don't care what anyone thinks of the Jews. Are we that fragile of a nation that we have to jump and defend ourselves for every whack job and every crackpot that gets up and says something? Doesn't that weaken us rather than strengthen us? Shouldn't we get up and say, we don't care what you think? It's irrelevant to us what, what, what you think? The Jewish people have been around for, 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 for thousands of years. We're one of the oldest living people. We don't care what you think. The only time we care what you think is when you say we want to kill the Jews. Other than that, we don't, we don't really care. You don't have to like us. You don't have to accept us. You don't even have to acknowledge the fact that we exist. Just go about your life. Leave us alone. Why can't we just do that? That would make us a strong nation. Jews are a weak nation because we choose, and we always do this, we choose to be victims all the time. So when these organizations that are paid to be outraged by everything, and this is what they're this is how they generate their money. So so you know, somebody comes out and says something, they're outraged. Uh, it, it's it's a it's a false outrage because they're paid to be outraged. So these organizations that are being that that are paid to be outraged, that are paid to be outraged. Uh, these organizations are actually weakening the Jewish community and not strengthening them. And I know they get mad at me. Uh, last time I had this conversation, last time we spoke about this, uh, people were getting mad at me. Uh, organi- people who work for these organizations were getting mad at me. They, they called me and they said, Howie, what are you saying? How could you say this? But it's true. It is true. If we were a strong nation and we just didn't care what anybody else said about us and what anybody else thought about us, if we, if we didn't always have to be the victim... Then organizations like B'nai B'rith and the Simon Wiesenthal Center wouldn't exist. They exist, and the Anti-Defamation League wouldn't exist. Sorry, the Simon Wiesenthal Center exists for other reason. They wouldn't exist because they, they would just be able to just, you would just have to get up and say, hey, listen, we don't care what you think. As long as you're not trying to kill us, and if you are trying to kill us, we will defend ourselves. But as long as you're not trying to kill us, we really don't care. It's irrelevant. How does it change your life or my life at all, in any format, any way whatsoever? How does it change our lives if Kanye West says that he hates Jews? It doesn't change my life in one bit. I don't know Kanye West. I will probably never meet him in my life, nor would I care to meet him. So if I don't know the guy and I've never met the guy, why would I care what the guy thought about me? You know, a long time ago, an old man once, uh, once taught me, years and years and years ago, he said to me, listen, he says, you could only be outraged when you care about the opinion of the person that, that, that said something bad. So if you don't care about somebody, if you're, if, you're not, if you're not connected to them in any way and you really just don't care about them, why would you care what they think or what they say? 
it doesn't make sense. Why would you waste time thinking about it? it it's, it's senseless. So when the Jewish community freaks out over something some random celebrity says, I could say, I really just don't care. He could think what he wants. Does he make a comfortable shoe? I don't know. I wouldn't buy Adidas anyway. Adidas uh, supported the Germans. I, I preferred to buy Puma. That was Addy's brother. <laughs> His brother f- created Puma. There were two brothers. One supported the Nazis. One was opposed to the Nazis. I, I'd buy the shoes of the company that was opposed to the Nazis. I don't tend to support companies that's, that supported Nazism. But that's just me. And uh, I know I was called crazy. And, you know, I had a friend who, uh, who asked me uh, a while back, you mean you wouldn't buy a BMW or, or a Volkswagen? And I said, no, I would not buy a BMW or a Volkswagen. And he looked at me as if I came from Mars. And he says to me, why not? And I said, well, BMW, uh, the Bavarian Motor Works, used slave labor during World War II. And I wouldn't support a company that uses sla- that used slave labor during World War II. I wouldn't buy Volvo either. They made the ovens for the, for the uh, concentration camps. So, uh, you know, for the crematoriums and the concentration camps. So, so Volvo ovens were, were ovens that were used in, to, to burn my ancestors. So I wouldn't be interested in driving a Volvo. It just would seem weird for me to get into a metal box made by the same company that burned my ancestors. It wouldn't feel right. And Volkswagen was a company that was founded by Hitler, so I wouldn't get into Volkswagen either. And, uh, and Porsche. And Porsche designed... Uh, Designed, designed to help design the concentration camps too. So I, w- I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy a Porsche, and um, and Hugo Boss, Hugo Boss, the uh, the, the manufacturer, the uh, the clothing manufacturer, they supplied for free all the SS uniforms to the Nazi SS. So that that was all. They were all Hugo Boss uniforms. Hey, it's nice to be a a fascist that dresses stylishly. So I wouldn't buy Hugo Boss either. But, but, you know, if Jews choose to, to support these companies, and many do, uh, one of my friends said to me, how are you crazy? This happened 70 years ago, 80 years ago. The companies have changed hands since then, so why do you care? Uh, I still care. I still think symbolism is, a, uh, is, is, is something, and, and I still believe that you know, these companies never made reparations, never cared to, uh, to say they're sorry, never took responsibility for using slave labor and for manufacturing the... Um, the tools of destruction of the Jewish people. And as long as they don't want to take responsibility for that, I don't want to buy any of their products. Uh, the same thing with uh, IBM, uh, who cr- created computers, computers specifically to count the Jews that were being uh, put into concentration camps. So these computers were designed specifically for that purpose. So IBM's another company I probably just you know would stay away from, mostly stay away from. Then somebody called me out and said, how will you drive a Ford? You've been driving Ford for years. And Henry Ford was an anti-Jewite. And he distributed the protocols of the elders of Zion. And I love when people tell me this, and I love it. I love it when people hold me accountable. You're not going to buy a Volvo, but you will buy a Ford? You are a hypocrite, they tell me. And I look at them and I say, uh, okay, do you know? I said, I said, you know, do you know anything about Henry Ford? And usually they say, yes, he was an anti-Jewite, and you bought a Ford, and you are a hypocrite. And like, Okay. Okay, so, so Ford, yes, Ford owned, uh, owned the company that, uh, that distributed the protocols of the Ultra Design, brought it to 
North America and distributed across North America, and he was an advocate of distributing the Protocols of the Elders. Designed probably the most, uh, the oldest uh, known um, anti-Jewish book uh, written that that started the entire um, Jews control the world and Jews control the media narrative. Uh, yeah, I know that he uh, he was responsible for the distribution of that book for years. And I know that he was a member of the American Nazi Party. But I also know that uh, that in the last 10 years of his life, not only did he denounce Nazism after he saw what it was doing in Europe and after he realized that Nazism was, uh, was, was killing people and that they were building concentration camps, something he claimed he didn't know before, but, but it was, it's, it's, it's surprising that right after he found out that that's what the Nazis were doing, uh, he, he actually changed his entire viewpoint. He stopped immediately the distribution of the uh, Protocols of Elders Design and put a recall on it and said, hey, if you have a copy, bring it back to us. He was willing to pay to buy back copies of it. And he sent out a formal apology to the Jewish community. He wrote letters to distinguished rabbis apologizing for his previous stand on, 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 Jewish, on, on the Jewish people and apologizing for his support of, a, of the Nazi party after seeing the destruction that the Nazis did in Europe and the destruction of the Jewish community, he apologized to them. He wrote letters of apology to rabbis. Not only did he do that, but he devoted the whole end of his life, the last few years of his life, he devoted to, to speaking out against fascism and against uh, anti-Semitism, anti-Jewism, and, and, and totally devoted, totally turned himself around. So, so somebody who could do that, who could do, you know, in Judaism we have a concept called tshuva, and, and, and the concept of tshuva means that, uh, that somebody repents. Somebody, somebody looks at their life and realizes that what they had done was wrong and they actually do something to reverse the damage that they caused. Now, of course, you can never reverse all the damage you caused and some of the damage is, is everlasting, but you can reverse some of the damage. And that's what Henry Ford did at the end of his life. He tried to reverse a lot of what he, what, what he did. And for that, I think Henry Ford gets a pass on his, pre, on his earlier anti-Jewism. He gets a pass on it. And that's how I feel comfortable buying a car from the Ford Motor Company, which is still owned by the Ford, Ford family. Henry Ford's descendants still own the company. And that is why I cannot buy a Volvo or a, a Volkswagen or, or, or an Audi or, or any German car or Bavarian car. Because those companies never took an initiative to go and try to rectify uh, their past, never tried to reconcile their past, never took any ownership of the anti-Jewism that their companies uh, that their companies caused, and, and the destruction and the torture of the Jewish people. They've never ever done that. So as long as they don't want to do that, and as long as they continue to pretend. That they had no point, no that had no connection to the Holocaust, then I have no connection to them. And uh, I, I, I explained this to 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 my friend who held me accountable and called me a hypocrite. I explained it to him, and he looked at me and he said to me, "Well, I can't accept that." I said, "Okay, fine." I mean, I personally don't care if you accept it or not. This is the way I feel. This is the way I think. And since the way I feel and I think, I'm entitled to my opinion, you're entitled to yours. I respect you for your opinion. I hope you can respect me for mine. And, and we moved on. But this is the same friend who also made the argument that you can't be racist against white people. 
that white people were racist for so many years that when people are racist against whites now, the whites deserve it. What? What? How could you be anti-racist and promote the racism against, against, against a nation of people, against a, a race? The discrimination against the race, it doesn't make sense. But some people try to justify it, saying that the whites were so racist for so many years in so many different places that it's okay to hate white people. No, no, it's not. It's not okay to, to judge or hate anybody based on the color of their skin. So I, I don't believe for a second that it's okay to say that, you know, he's an angry white man, so forget about it. And that's, that's racist. I voted for Barack Obama because I wanted a black president. That's racist. I, uh, <laughs> I, I could go through a hundred different examples. Anytime you make a decision based on somebody's skin color, if you look at somebody and say, I like this person because he's white or I like this person because he's black, and not based on their intellectual, well, you know, affirmative action, we have to hire X amount of black people, X amount of Chinese people, that's totally racist. You should make your opinions, you should, you should formulate opinions on people based on their qualifications, based on their personalities, based on things that they control. Nobody controls their skin color. Maybe Michael Jackson did, but nobody else controls their skin color. You're born with it. It's not something you can control. And so it drives me crazy when people come to me and say to me, I voted for Barack Obama because he was black and we have to vote for black people. Or you have to vote for this politician because they're Jewish. No. No, I don't. Let me be clear. I do not have to vote for somebody because they are Jewish. Nor will I ever vote for somebody because they are Jewish. I don't care what religion they are. I can't even be clearer than this. I don't care what color they are, what religion they are. I care about their qualifications, their education, their experience, and what they will do as a politician for me and my community. My community means the community I live in uh, and the community that, 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 that I care about. So I do not care if they are red, white, green, yellow, purple, blue, black, or any other color. It doesn't matter to me. What are their qualifications? How good of a politician could they be? That is the only question that matters to me in an election. So when people say to me, oh, well, he's Jewish. You're going to vote for him because he's Jewish. No, no, I don't. Another thing I don't care about is what color or what race or what sexuality or or who a celebrity sleeps with. I couldn't care less. Does the celebrity entertain me? When they make a movie or a TV show, am I entertained watching the TV show? That is my only concern when it comes to actors. Do I care what their political beliefs are? No. Do I care what their political opinion is? No. They're hired clowns. Entertain me. That is their job. Do they want to be people outside their job? Sure, you can be people. And they can hold their opinions. And they can have discussions with their friends. But to use their platform as entertainers to express a political opinion? I don't care what you think. Entertain me. Be a clown. Do something. Make me laugh. Make me cry. Make me, make me be interested. Make me think. Don't tell me what you think about politics. Come on. And we take this all seriously. And everyone takes it seriously. And when they make a stupid comment like, uh, you're going to go DEFCON 4 on the Jewish community, 
What the heck does that mean anyway? It doesn't mean anything. Well, we'll go to DEFCON 4 in the Jewish community. And the whole community, the whole community freaks out. Everybody freaks out and they have, they have conniption fits. Weeks afterwards, they're still talking about it. Did you ever think that that's maybe what the guy wanted? That, that people will be talking about him for weeks and weeks and weeks? Publicity stunts work like that. You make a stupid statement, somebody talks about, for you, talks about you for weeks. Wow, look at you, you're still famous. You want to stop Kanye West from uh, expressing his opinion? Don't care what he says. Now, uh, I, I don't know if they listen to the show or not, or if they, if they watch the show, I have no idea. But there was one of these uh, you know, paid-to-be-outraged organizations uh, that the other day said, uh, they, they posted up, and, and you see, I see these posts, not by these organizations. All these uh, millennials, these 20-odd-year-olds who just follow each other. So I'm friends with a whole bunch of them on Instagram, and I, and I watch as one posts up a, a, a meme. We can't uh, ignore Kanye. Uh, we, we can't ignore Kanye because, uh, because, uh, because uh, you know, he's dangerous. And then all of them post up the same thing. We can't ignore Kanye. Uh, ignoring him doesn't make Jew hatred go away. I hate to break it to you. Paying attention to him doesn't make Jew hatred go away either. Uh, arguing with him doesn't make Jew hatred go away either. Countering his opinion doesn't make Jew hatred go away either. Do you think that one of the Nazis standing on that that um, on that bridge in that picture that had five Nazis standing on a bridge, which is the only five people in all of the United States, all 350 million people in the United States, five people were standing on a bridge, and that's the one picture that they use for everything? Uh, do you think one of those five people will change his mind because Stand With Israel put out a meme saying that Kanye was wrong? Do you think they're going to look at this meme from Stanford, Stand By Israel and say, oh, Kanye was wrong? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, oh, I, I, guess, I guess I was wrong, too. Um, maybe, 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 maybe I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't Nazi salute because, because um, this, this Israeli organization told me I'm wrong. Give me a break. The stupidity behind this whole thing is just, it's just mind-numbing. One eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two is the number to call. One eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. You can get in on the conversation. I know. I know some of you disagree with me. That's fine. You're you're entitled to disagree with me too. Some people feel, and I used to feel that way too. When I was younger, I used to feel that way too. That that you have to count and you have to get out there and you have to be heard. And and we you know if 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 there's a Nazi in the street, you know, we have to retake the street. I, I believed in all that, and to a certain extent, I still believe in that that philosophy. That if, if something happens on the street, the Jews should not be afraid to have a rally on the street. We shouldn't be building fortresses and hiding in our fortresses. We should be able to be on the street. We should be able to be on, uh, to, to, to be out in public and do our thing in public. So, so to a certain extent, I, I'm still that guy. But, but, but something stupid like this, it's just, it's just mind-numbingly stupid. And, and for us to get so worked up about it. I'm getting worked up about the fact that other people are worked up about this. That that that's, that that makes sense to you. It's normal, right? One eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. Are you upset about what Kanye said? I mean, does does it really bother you? And if it does, could you tell me why? Maybe there's a reason. Maybe I'm overlooking something. Maybe I'm not. Uh, maybe I'm not thinking this straight through. I, I don't know. I don't know. But sometimes that happens. That I I don't see the entire picture. Maybe I'm missing something. And if I am, please call me and tell me what I'm missing because uh, whatever it is, I, I just want to, you know, uh, I, I just don't get as outraged as other people. 
and I find myself getting less and less outraged as as time goes on. Um, maybe I'm just becoming jaded. I, I never I never considered the, the the whole you could be jaded thing. Maybe I'm just becoming jaded. Maybe I'm just accepting the fact that Jew hatred has existed for centuries and it's not going away. And no matter what we do, we're not going to make it go away. So maybe we maybe I'm just jaded. It's possible. Anything is possible. I don't think so, but anything is possible. Uh, I'm just I'm just sick and tired of these these pay for outrage uh, organizations riling everyone up, and then nothing changes. Adidas canceled um, Kanye West's uh, contract, so he's not a billionaire anymore. His stock value went down. Okay, fine. And people are outraged, so as long as this outrage continues, so as long as he keeps trending on Twitter for, for making these anti-Jewish remarks, and as long as he keeps getting onto this, um, getting onto uh, these platforms and saying that he's a Jew and that uh, he's jealous of the Jewish people, as long as he keeps doing that, and that's just a publicity stunt, that's just a way of him staying in the media and being relevant. So as long as he keeps doing that, uh, these, these pay-for-outrage organizations are going to keep screaming about him. But eventually, he's going to stop, and the media is going to stop paying attention, and they're going to move on to the next outrageous thing. And, uh, and, and we're back to square one. And so what's going to happen? Much like Nick Cannon, who made uh, very anti-Jewish remarks, He's just gonna get his jobs back. So Adidas is gonna come to him quietly, and they're going to um, they're gonna re-sign his contracts for Yeezys, not because they like Kanye West, but because Yeezys bring them in a billion dollars a year. So they're gonna they're gonna re-sign him. If not, Adidas, another shoe company will re-sign him. He will become a billionaire again. He'll release his next album, and he will come you know around on a tour to concert tour, and all the little Jewish kids who love rap music, who have embraced rap will run out to buy Kanye West tickets and all will be forgiven and forgotten. So this whole outrage will last for two, three weeks and then it will disappear forever. Now, if you don't believe me, mark my words, I will replay this clip in five weeks from now when nobody remembers what Kanye West says and, and you'll say, hey, how he was right. Because this is, the, this is the trend. This is what happens. It is the, um, it's the way things happen in the world. So I'm uh, I'm not so concerned about this, and uh, I've already wasted way too many too many minutes of this show talking about this. I mean I I don't know why I spent so many so many times talking about this so much time talking about this. Uh, I have no idea. It's not like there's other things going on. Of course there is. Uh, so let's move on to something else because I'm actually getting bored. Really, I, I'm boring myself talking about this. So let's move on. Uh, the Quebec elections happened a few weeks ago. Now, I haven't been on since the Quebec elections. The last show I was on was right before the day before the elections. So the elections happened a couple of weeks ago. And as predicted, the CAQ government in Quebec uh, got reelected. This racist, xenophobic, um, fascist government got reelected. And what's interesting is the, the CAQ claims that they are... Um, that they, they are not the Parti Québécois, they are the Coalition Avenir de Québec, and um, and yet mo- a lot of their ministers, at least three or four of their ministers, are former Parti Québécois ministers. So basically the Premier of Québec, François Legault, is rebuilding the Parti Québécois under a different name. So he claims he's not separatist, but he's trying to separate the country 
by using legislation. It's extremely fascinating to watch. If you're a political scientist or somebody who likes to watch politics, it's extremely, extremely exciting and, and quite interesting to watch as uh, Francois Legault works his magic, literally works his magic, to separate Quebec from Canada without having a referendum. And, and he's almost there. He's getting there. And, uh, and it's fascinating to watch this. It's fascinating to watch him as he, as he passes laws that, um, that are very discriminatory towards immigrants and towards, uh, towards people with religion. And he passes laws that are very discriminatory towards English people. And, and with, with, with reckless abandon, and nobody, nobody at all cares. Nobody in the rest of the country cares. So the Canadian government, the Canadian government um, could disallow any law in any province. It's, that's, that's the way it works. That's the way the Constitution is set up. In case a, um, a fascist takes over the Casey fascist takes over the, the 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 province, the federal government has the right to disallow any law that passes through there. The idea that they are not disallowing laws that are contrary to to um, that are contrary to normal uh, relations between governments and citizens seems to me. To be a uh, to be a border of fascism. I'm sorry. I'm choosing my words carefully. I normally don't hesitate when I say things, but I'm choosing my words carefully because I don't want to misspeak, especially on a topic like this. Because when we're talking about governments that are turning fascist, I think it's important that we we use our words appropriately. Now, I've always said that words matter, and 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 words that we use should matter. And we should be careful with the words we use. And I try to be as careful as possible and as clear as possible when I talk on the show. And, and I have to choose the words carefully because I don't want to misspeak. I, I don't want you to think that, um, that I'm saying something that I'm not saying. The Canadian government has proven their fascist tendency when they took down the truckers' COVID protest, the, uh, the, the truckers' protest, the convoy. When they took down the convoy, they proved that they were fascist. They have fascist tendencies. The Legault government proved that they have fascist tendencies when they passed Law 21. When they passed Law 21. Law 21 banned people from wearing religious gear, so uh, people like me who wear yarmulke, a kippah, and people who wear turbans and hijabs and, uh, and, and, and any other religious garb from working for any government agency. So you can't be a teacher, you can't, uh, you can't work in the civil service, I mean, you can't be a police officer, you can't be a judge. So from public authority figures are not allowed to wear religious symbols, except for doctors. For some reason, they put an exclusion for doctors. Then they passed Bill 96, which further curtailed um, English in the province. Both these laws, they used a notwithstanding clause because they knew that um, that the that the that the laws were in violation of the Canadian Constitution, so they used the notwithstanding clause, which is another dumb thing that was put into the Constitution, but allows provinces to override the um, Charter of Rights and Freedoms. 
in order to pass laws, they have to be renewed every three months, and so governments renew them over and over again. Uh, law 101 was passed uh, in the 1980s, and it's still being renewed, even though it's a fascist uh, discriminatory law. So knowing this, and knowing that the Canadian government has done nothing in order to, um, in order to change anything, in order to help the minorities, in order to stop the Quebec government from being a fascist government, uh, one has to wonder how, how much farther could they go. One has to wonder, now that they have a mandate, a, 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 a mandatory government, they have a full, you know, they hold most of the seats in the, uh, they have a majority government, so they hold most of the seats in the assembly. When they, when they want to pass a law, they can pass anything they want. They could do whatever they want. That makes them a dictator. And, and when the population doesn't rise up and fight against the dictatorial, dictatorial laws that were passed, then we are sitting ducks as minorities and as English people. So the idea that the um, the idea that the that the fascist government of Francois Legault got another majority government that got a majority vote. The, the idea of that is, is frightening. It's actually frightening, knowing that almost 70%, or a little over 70% of the people who were eligible to vote went out and voted, and as majority of them voted for this fascist government, scares me a little bit. It should scare you too. I'm Howie Silberger. This is the Howie Silberger Show right here on the True Talk Radio Network. We are heard live every sun, every every night. I was going to say every Sunday night. I used to do that on uh, Radio Shalom. We were on every Sunday night. But not on Sunday nights. We're on Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. Uh, right here on the True Talk Radio Network. That's uh, truetalkradio.com is the official site of the Howie Silberger Show where we have uh, all sorts of stuff. And you can download the True Talk Radio app True Talk Radio Network app. Sorry, you have to search True Talk Radio Network to find the app. The uh, True Talk Radio Network app where you could listen to the live stream, the live stream of um, live stream of this show and uh, a lot of other shows that we air on True Talk Radio. Uh, the app is, uh, is available at your favorite app store and you can feel free to download it from there. Just go to your favorite app store and search for the True Talk Radio Network app and it's, it's there on the app store. And you could download it from your from the App Store, and you could listen to twenty four hours, seven days a week. The Jewish, uh, the Jewish, the <laughs> True Talk Radio Network. Uh, we are. Um, I am very happy to um, to 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 be the owner of True Talk Radio and to allow uh, many different creators, uh, many different creators to to um, to to put their shows on True Talk Radio. So I, I'm really just happy that uh, True Talk Radio, that people want to put their stuff on True Talk Radio, and that True Talk Radio is uh, is the place to be if you want to hear uh, local stuff and you want to hear national stuff and international stuff. Now, those of you watching on on on, uh, on YouTube or on uh, on Facebook or any of the social medias, somebody pulled this earpiece out of my ear. It started buzzing for some reason right in the middle of the show, which is why it was I was I was stammering a little bit. Uh, the earpiece is made is designed so I could uh, have a little bit of feedback in my ear so I hear myself talking, and so I hear you when you call in. So so normally you don't see it, and it's hidden in my ear. It, it goes around the side here, and it goes right into my ear. 
but for some reason it started buzzing and uh and that's a little distracting so i, I pulled it out uh so so i apologize i apologize for doing that because uh normally i don't do it while the camera's on it's not something that's normally done when the camera's on but then again the technology usually works when we're in the middle of a show it usually doesn't die on me in the middle of the show but what can we do this is the way it is live radio this is what happens so we just do the best that we can and uh, and 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 we hope for the best right all right so that's it um political hitman's on tonight so i'll be back at midnight with political hitman here on the true talk radio network i thank you so much for joining me and i thank you so much for being here and uh, and for spending some time with me and i'll see you uh, probably tomorrow right here on the true talk radio network have a great night <laughs>